Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. All uh, two of you, which is just us re-watching the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, unless there are more, then amazing. Love that. I can make my roommate watch. Yeah, there you go. I can my make my girlfriend watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Perfect. We basically recorded an entire pilot episode and uh, we wanted to like take some time to recontextualize a lot of that stuff because we didn't really dive as deep as we wanted to. And also just like explain ourselves a little bit more, like why we're making this podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you over here because in the first one, we literally go, hey, so like, <laughs> yeah, and we just start and it's like, why are you talking? Like, like tell people why you're here. We recorded a second episode and it was so all over the place. We were like, let's just scrap the second one and make yeah. the first one a pilot. Yeah. So this is the official first one. Yeah. Yeah. We got like high halfway through we recording did. the first episode. The batteries weren't charged. True. Like it was just a whole disaster. We were just hanging out really. <laughs> like we weren't even, we just hung out for a day. But anyways, so going to start with like some introductions and actually like try and explain ourselves a little bit better because last time we kind of just jumped right into it without actually any context. Mm -hmm. So um, that being said, I'm Gabby. I am 24, turning 25 in like 12 days. Very exciting. Um, I work in film, in post-production, and I... My big three for my signs. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry, I don't know why I left (laughs) Because we literally just did this. Also, for context, we were recorded this opening. My mic wasn't working. <laughs> and so we're doing it all over again. It's okay. We only lost four minutes. Yeah. Five. It's great. But five. Yeah. Anyways, my big three. I'm a Leo sun, an Aries moon, and a Sagittarius rising, which, yep. Um, very aggressive. Speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thought I was a Capricorn rising. Was not... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid. I'm math. I use she her pronouns. I yeah go, forgot go for it, it again. <laughs> <laughs> I use oh, she yeah. they pronouns. I'm also 24, but I just turned 24 a few months ago in May. Um, and then I went on a the first time we recorded this, I went on this like little tangent about how my life turned upside down when I turned 24, but in a good way. So that's just the sweet and short version of it. And I'm a Taurus Sun, Virgo Moon, Leo Rising, but my chart is like half fire, half earth. That's Gus's feeder. Gus is Gabby's cat. Hopefully he like wanders over here at some point and you'll see him, but he's just eating right now. Um, And I work in events, but I studied psych, neuroscience, and queer theory, so we'll see what I do with that someday, but (laughs) right now I work in events. Do you want to talk about why we made this? Or why yes. we're attempting to make this desperately and failing <laughs> desperately? <laughs> this all over the place podcast. Yeah, seriously, with no name. Um, yes. Here's actually, I'll talk about what we were talking about on the phone last night, which is like, bitches are chronically online. We need you to go touch some grass. We recognize that this is also online, but it's online after we've touched grass. So it's right. like... I just feel like some takes on the internet and the world on podcasts, whatever, are either very, like, lukewarm or, like, surface level, or I don't agree with them. So this is just, I guess, the antithesis of that, we're hoping. I think we should also specify, like, especially within queer circles, because I think, well, I think this extends to, like, other opinions as well, too, and just other theories that exist on the internet, but specifically within queer circles and there's like always discourse going on and half the time it's just mm, very lukewarm very very much like people have lived on the internet and that is their take yeah um and i got distracted by my cat no i've been watching gus like half this entire time yeah so I guess, I guess that also um, allows us to say we have, like, also various perspectives of things we want to talk about as well, of, like, being lesbians, like, having ADHD and, like, mental health stuff and, like, being in your early 20s and, like, figuring that out. I don't know. Like, relationships, friendships, like, growing up, yeah. all that shit. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Just all the shit that I think personally, even me, like I listen to podcasts or I watch certain TikToks or I go to other people's like books or media, whatever, to be like, what are you doing? (laughs) And like, we're all doing the same thing, right? And like, not necessarily doing all the exact same things, but like, just to know that we're all going through the same things. Yeah. But not through like, I don't know, like an influencer's perspective. But I guess I say influencer not because there's anything wrong with being an influencer, but when you achieve a certain like level of, I think like fame and maybe you're getting like a little money out of it, your life is looking different. Like you're living a different kind of lifestyle than I am. And I need to know that the other like 20 year olds of the world are whatever, doing the same shit that we are. I also feel like it's not necessarily that we have like anything specifically that we have to add or that we feel like, Oh, for personally for me, like, I don't know that like there's anything so unique or like different about my experience, but it's also just kind of nice to listen to other people talk Mm -hmm. sometimes and like listen. And I feel like it's nice for us to talk and share all of these opinions and ideas and whatnot. Um, not necessarily because it's anything new, but because it's just nice to talk about and, I guess nice to know that there are like other people out there who think the same way or who mm-hmm. have the same perspectives and ideas and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's riff, basically. Let's just shoot the shit, but like shoot as a group. <laughs> um, yeah. But our first segment, this is our like leading segment. We're gonna do this every time. What did you learn this week? What was your, like, lesson of the week slash whatever? I guess it's been a couple weeks, so whatever you want. Right. It's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. Um, what did I learn? Mm-mm, you go first. I don't know what the fuck I learned. Yeah. I guess I... Oh, you know what? No, here. I learned that I... Okay, this is, like, why... I... Mine are always randomly deep, and yours is going to be funny, and it's just so... <laughs> My randomly deep one, kind of, was just kind of like, I feel like I have embraced that I am into silly people. Like, my type, like, I'm attracted to, like, silly people. And I feel like I always used to, like, go after people who were really, like, checked boxes or they were, like, kind of serious and, like, mysterious and kind of, like, whatever. Just, like, sexy in a corner doing their own thing. And you're like, ooh, who are you? Like, what's your deal? Sure, maybe, like, to an extent, but I think more than that, I think I've just realized I like silly people. Like, I like people who are, like, a little weird. That that was my lesson. You say people. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people. What's your lesson, Gabby? I don't start this podcast and put you on blast. Um, okay. What did I learn? I don't know that this is something that I learned, like, new about myself. Like, I've known this is an issue that I've had uh, with making, like, a lot of... This will go in, come into play when we talk about ADHD and mm-hmm. stuff. But I make a lot of really careless mistakes, mm-hmm. especially at work, which is something that I've, like, tried so hard to work on. And I've just noticed it a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm, like, trying to actively, like, make systems for myself to prevent that from happening. Because in, like, the last couple of weeks, I've been wrapping up a show that I'm working on. I'm working on a TV show right now. And we have basically have to do all of this administrative, all this organizational work to pass it on from editing to sound. And that requires, like, so many lists. And I've just basically been keeping, like, step-by-step to-do lists in my Notes app. And, like, I have to check it off. And I have to make sure I've done every step. Um, And it goes down to, like, make sure that the slate at the top of this cut Mm -hmm. is correct. And you've put the the right episode number on. Mm -hmm. Because the amount of times I've sent cuts out, like, like, stuff like that out with, like, episode 101 when it's episode 103 is actually ridiculous and embarrassing Mm -hmm. and I have just started to make these extensive lists for myself so that I don't make those mistakes I'm just trying to combat the ADHD brain no that's really Um, good so I think that's what I've learned this week see that was deep that was really good yeah 
Yeah. The, yeah, the last one, the OG one, was, like, yours is really funny, and mine was, like, trust your intuition. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just gonna say, though, with the lists, I literally, my house is littered with post-it notes everywhere, yeah. because I only operate I am only functional when I have seven different lists going on in seven different places in my house yeah. and like on my phone and like whatever fucking in my office like yeah lists are a must have yeah how's it been going good Go um I mean I caught a mistake today that I literally sent out an episode with the wrong episode number and I was That's like okay. fuck but um for the most part I've been I've been doing better so I think that's okay. good Okay, this part, I'll show you. We have a whole... I wrote a bunch of things, but I don't really know which one we want to rip off first. Actually, if I can just start with the shout-out, because I don't know where she's going to fit in anywhere. Yeah, But yeah. I need you to run, not walk, to Claire Holt on TikTok, because everything this bitch says, I'm like, is everything that I either want to, like, say on my soapbox, but clearly I'm not saying it because I'm not making the video, or, like, she just says it better, too. Yeah. Which is why I'm not even going to attempt to rehash it, but it's essentially just, like, some of her, she has a lot of, like, style videos of just, like, how to dress and, like, specifically dress a little bit more, like, mask, but also still have this, like, she has this, like, rich lesbian, you know, the vibe, like, yeah. the open collar shirts, whatever, like, the nice pants. She, like tells people how to dress but she also has these really good videos like literally i think it was today or yesterday she posted one that was like when you're like how to know if a girl likes you and like you guys have got to get past this like whatever like you need to like start actually like thinking about the signs or like if you're gonna like try to flirt with somebody like actually go flirt with them or whatever you know like i think she's very good at being like let's regroup everyone and like do this right because there are so many random, like, stereotypes or things that I think we've said lesbians do that's, like, not even, in my opinion, true of, like, whatever. You say, like, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, back and forth seven million times and nobody ever makes a move. So make the move, you know? Yeah. What I, like, we know this and we always know that we get stuck in this. So just go for it. And I feel like she's really good at being, like, guys, if we want to make traction anywhere, like, you have to start, like thinking about these things or, like, trying to, like, break out of your box a little bit. Like, dress like this. Do, like, like, she gives very concrete tips, which I love because yeah. I'm an earth sign. And I just want somebody to be, like, do something. I'm, like, an earth and fire. I'm, like, literally just somebody act. Somebody do anything. And it's what I love about her content. And I feel like she's so real. And I really appreciate that. So, shout out Claire. You are caring all of lesbian TikTok on your back, personally, is what I think, but... Can I see what Clara looks like? Absolutely. Yes, this is who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just gives, like, solid advice, I think, and is not scared to, like, use her words. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're always, ugh, beating around the bush. And there are a lot of lesbians, I guess, who give advice on TikTok. I don't like any of them. (laughs) I only like her. Like, I like, but it's like, oh my god, get to the point. Or, like, they'll say something that's like, you're valid. I know. I know I'm valid. I know she's valid. I know everybody's fucking valid, man. Come on. Next step. Like, we're stuck in this preliminary, like, feel your feelings. We know. We know. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to say. Tell me what to, like, you know? And I feel like this is the thing that, like, now, after having been out for 10 years, like, this is information I have built over a long period of time, but I love that she's just kind of, like, expediting the process, especially for the baby gays. Yeah. Like, one of them is you just, like, you kind of just need confidence most of the time when you're, like, talking to girls, and they, because everyone's dying for someone to, like, mention that they're, like, attracted to them, or that they want to, like, take them out, or, like, they want to make something happen, and it's not just, like, the, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty, like, back and forth. Yeah. Anytime, seriously, like, in my experience, anytime I've even, even if, like, that person wasn't interested, they're so impressed when you're, like, do you want to go out? Because nobody ever says, do you want to go out? They're just kind of, like, (laughs) waiting for somebody to get there first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, 80% of it right there is just saying the words directly. Yeah. We love you, Claire. We really do. If you want to ever be on the podcast, I'll give you airtime for anything. I don't know if we can pay you, but 
We don't have any money. But. Can't we can make you like average dinners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we can do that. We can cook. If you're ever in Toronto, Ontario, for yeah. whatever reason. No, honestly, I take that back. Come, it's cool. It's fun. We can yeah. like. I feel like if you're visiting, you can show somebody a good time in Toronto. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I rescind that offer. I mean, I sorry, extend the <laughs> offer, rescind the statement. Come to Toronto. Yes. We were on the phone last night, and I was talking about how, like, something that I wanted to mention that we kind of touched up, touched on on the first episode, but I feel like we could dive way deeper into, is, like, ADHD and stress, and, like, you were saying, things that you do for work that you feel the impact of, but you're doing it to kind of, like, I don't know, save face, or, like, yeah. not have to explain that you have this, like barrier yeah. and you're trying to create your own systems to work around it and absolutely like part of dealing with like ADHD and a lot of other mental health things are you come up with your own system so that other people don't have to like bear the weight of it as much Yeah. but at the same time it's like literally like the people who should know the most I guess or not maybe the most but the people who should be aware, aware should be aware the issue are your the people that you work with like your coworkers, your yeah. boss like Literally, I was thinking, like, if my bank knew I had ADHD, like, you know, I stand on my finances, but there's a lot that I don't, like, explore or, like, learn about or try because I'm, like, I need this to be low responsibility because yeah. I can't, like... Same. Um, <laughs> or even keeping on top of bills for me. Yeah. I'm so bad at If they're not, yeah. like, taking the money out of my bank account... Literally. It's not coming out of my bank yeah. account until three weeks too late, and yeah. then the interest on that has skyrocketed, and now I'm paying, like, $85 for Hydro when it was originally 50 you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's just... Same. I don't know. Yeah, you. I need it to be low responsibility because then I will actually remember it, or, you know, it's not huge stakes when I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in general, like, I also just think that, like, yeah, people are like, you could go and tell your boss, your supervisor, you could, like, talk to these people in your life, but, like, how much of it, like, when, I don't know, how much of it is me being, like, I have this problem and, like, maybe we need to, like, change some of these systems that we work in, but, like, to a certain extent, you can't request, like... I know. You can't request, like, a four-hour break in the middle of the day because your brain stopped working, like... You know, it's just not feasible, so... Yeah, yeah. like, I get workarounds in school and stuff, because you yeah. can ask for extended time yeah. to do a test, or, I don't know, like, specific schooling, but, I mean, neither of us were diagnosed when we were in school, and now yeah. we're both working, and it's really hard to focus, mm-hmm. and it definitely impacts my day-to-day life, and my productivity, and my ability to complete the job well, mm-hmm. and on time... And I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I agree. And uh, wait, one thing, that, one thing that you also said is, like, we didn't get diagnosed in school. And I think part of it was oh, yeah. also because in school, it's like you just have this deadline or whatever. But everything you do between right. point A and point Z is, like, up to you. Yeah. And so I would literally not do shit until 48 hours before and then just scramble to, like, write entire essays, memorize entire semesters, like, not even a term, like, an entire semester beginning to end of information. And, like, I would pull it off, but at what cost? Yeah. This is the cost now that, like, I don't really know how to use different systems well or, like, how to pace myself out over long term. I just know how to, like, crunch. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I have, like, an interesting combo of ADHD and OCD. Yeah, that's true. So I was never a huge procrastinator in school, but I also had intense compulsions and Mm -hmm. perfectionism issues and just, like, needing to have things on time. Otherwise, people, I felt Mm -hmm. like people would be, my parents, Mm -hmm. would be disappointed in me, and I could not let them down, Mm -hmm. you know? So... I was usually on top of things. I was a straight-A student, and I was, I don't know, I feel like in elementary school, because there were deadlines and there were stakes, it was easier for me to stay on top of things, but the second I got into university and it was just me that I was, like, Mm -hmm. doing things for, it became so much harder to actually Mm -hmm. do things 
and keep on top of deadlines for things that I wasn't hyper fixating on, like my film classes or anything. Totally, you know? yeah. So I think the second it became just about me and my interests and my need to complete things, and there was no factor of disappointment or letting people down or that feeling, um, it was it became basically impossible after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so it was interesting. That's true. Um, I was also going to say, I feel like in some ways, like, um, our ADHD is similar, but then in other ways, it's, like, really different. Like, we were talking about the clean, the cleanliness thing, or, like, the organization yeah. thing of, like, I don't have a CD, but I c- clean and organize every day, like, my life depends on it fully just because it soothes my brain yeah. to, like, have only internal chaos and not, like, external chaos, or it's my way of trying to have some kind of, like, control over my life by being, like, oh, I'm just, like, tidying this thing, but for you, it's, like, it gets worse if your ADHD is worse because it's, like, harder to keep up with it and then harder to start. Yeah, and then I get anxious with the amount of stuff that there is, and I just don't know where to start, so I just don't do it, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I feel like, less so now, I think, because people understand OCD a little bit better now but you do still get people being like oh my OCD is acting up or I'm so clean or I need things to be in a perfect order which obviously is a certain kind of OCD but I think I have a very specific kind that people don't really talk about in that it's mostly intrusive thought Mm -hmm. heavy based and like superstitious thoughts Mm -hmm. um where it's just like you get the worst thoughts thrown into your head all the time and it's really hard to not believe them and I went a lot of a long stretch of time believing those thoughts and then when I was told like when I started going to therapy because I was obviously super anxious and not doing well I mentioned these and my therapist was like you don't have to believe every thought you had and that blew my mind Mm -hmm. and it was also like your brain works in a way where it is sending you these things because that is the opposite of how you feel and that has helped me so much with intrusive thoughts and I've been having like I was doing really well for a stretch there where I was able to combat my usual intrusive thoughts uh which were like a certain brand of fucked up (laughs) and then recently I've been having like a new version and that scared me a little bit too because I was like oh I've never had this thought before must be real and then I was like oh no like this is just the OCD reworking itself into my brain and you don't actually want to drive into the oncoming lane you know like I don't know um so it's interesting because it's so convincing and it's so believable and I went on a whole tangent but no. Yeah, understand. sorry. We were talking about ADHD and I started talking <laughs> no, this about OCD. Makes, I mean, they're yeah. all like, they do different things between each other too, you yeah. know what I mean? Like one can yeah. feed into each other in like unique ways and also juggling them all at once in different ways can be like, again, this is like a thing that you would, you can't really tell your boss, but it's like, I know there's people who are, you're working with like every day of your life or like who are seeing you in every single, in not every single way, but like in a lot of different contexts that like. Yeah. Yeah, they don't need to know everything, but we do carry around, like, a whole lot of shit that we have to consider at all times, and people don't really remember that about other people, because you're so in your own head all the time that you're not like, oh, this other person might have to deal with this shit, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then that's why that, like, one TikTok, it's like, all emails, all work feels stupid in the grand scheme of, like, having to manage all these other, like, million things. Yeah. You're like, I don't know fuck right now, like, what I have to do with this, like, nitpicky little thing, because I'm dealing with, like, so much other shit in my brain alone. Yeah. Let alone, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, did you want to talk about ADHD and weed, like, what you were saying? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I guess for me, like, also, like, my ADHD is, comes from a big place of, like, um, avoidance behaviors, like, in that it's kind of like chicken or the egg, right? Like, does the ADHD fuel the avoidance behaviors or the do the avoidance behaviors cause ADHD? But I think it's actually, like, they're both working. Right. 
with each other in kind of like a cyclical way. And or so, yeah. Or your avoidance behavior is a trauma response and your ADHD <sighs> yeah. is actually just something that yeah. exists alongside it but yeah. makes it way worse. It could be that too. And that's like the thing that I'm like, I, I don't know like when it comes in to like, no, actually, okay, let me actually say one thing of, this is going to be so all over the place, but I feel like sometimes my ADHD in the sense that like I zone out or I don't focus is because when I was younger, it was actually really helpful to zone out and not focus, right? <clears throat> because I didn't, oh my God, why am I like literally dying? <clears throat> Have some water. There's none left. Get some of my water. Thanks. Um, it's fine. I'm good now. But yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like when I was younger, I actually, whatever, my parents fought a lot. Like, I also was just very, like, lost and confused sometimes because they didn't really keep me in the loop for a lot of things that, like, I felt like I should have been kept kind of in the loop. Obviously, like, a child level, like, not too much, but things that, like, I felt like I was just kind of piecing together what was happening all the time instead of somebody directly communicating to me what was going on. And also my parents fought a lot. So even just in terms of like being in a house with them and zoning out to like not let the stress of your parents fighting like get to you. Yeah. Caused me like genuinely zoning out was like, I'm a professional zoner outer now. Like I can, it's not dissociating for me. I don't dissociate or I don't know. I don't know if I do or not, but to me, it doesn't feel like dissociating. It just kind of feels like mm, removing myself from the sights and sounds of that situation a little bit, right? I think it's disassociating. Okay. Because I do both. I dissociate sometimes, but then it's usually when I'm feeling insecure or something. Sure. Or, I don't know, it could be anything, and I'll feel like I'm watching myself interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's often, like, in very that. social situations. Right, yeah. Uh, like, at Pride, I was dissociating a sure, lot, sure, sure. and it was really difficult, and I felt like I was, like, I couldn't bring myself back to ground level, mm-hmm. but disassociating, or at least, like, the ADHD definitely feels like, oh, I'm in a dangerous situation, or I'm in a situation that I don't want to be in, and my brain is shutting off right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it needs to protect itself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I felt a lot of that as well. And, like, I'll even be able to – I catch myself sometimes, not only with my friends, but with other people sometimes. It's like my parents. Like, I will – not like they're going to watch this, but they'll be – I'll be able to carry full conversations with them without – Picking up on a single thing that they just said. I do that with my parents, too. Right? Like, I'll carry... Like, I'm not really saying much. I'm kind of just saying a lot of, like, "Mm mm-hmm's or, like, yeah, tell me more about that or, like, whatever, or this or the other thing. But I'm, like, I couldn't tell you a single thing that they said in the last five minutes. I know. Because I'm just so used to not listening because (laughs) very rarely did they say anything that great. Like, when I was, like, not even in a malicious way, just, like, it wasn't interesting or it wasn't, like... My parents are very indirect communicators. Like, yeah. it's a lot of, like, beating around the bush. It's a lot of, like, guessing. It's a lot of euphemisms. Like, it's, like, not very clear and concise. And so I, most of the time I'm used to just being, like, yeah, uh-huh, whatever. Yeah. And that definitely has, like, as an adult, like, I zone out a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, and my focus kind of goes in and out a lot. But I don't know, like, again, like, the chicken or the egg. Like, I don't know where this stuff, like, starts and stops and for what reason. Yeah. But... Going back to the fear and, like, avoidance behavior stuff, like, I think for me, a big thing, like, a big issue that I have with starting something is I feel like everything is very high stakes. I can't, like, ever get anything wrong. I need to, like, deliver perfectly. And yet, it'll, like, cause me to... Fuck, I kind of lost the thought. Fear and avoidance behaviors. Like, okay. start something. Oh, yeah. I can't start something because I feel like it's very high stakes. And the I'm actually more motivated to engage with things that I feel are very low stakes or only personal interest because, like, who am I letting down? Me? Like, it's fine. But anytime I feel like I'm letting somebody else down, I get really, like, stuck. And I can't engage because I'm like, even if I fuck up step number one we're doomed forever and I also have a really hard time admitting to other people if I did something wrong because I feel like they're gonna get mad or something 
And so sometimes I just like won't do it at all to be like, I didn't even start it. So how could I have done it wrong? But actually the problem is I didn't even start. And that is more of a disappointment to most people than doing the thing and getting it wrong. So weed has really helped me sometimes. Like, um, sometimes when I'm high, I feel like I'm able to emotionally engage with the things that I'm really scared of. And then I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. And then later, like the next day or whatever, when I'm sober, I remember being like, oh, that didn't feel too bad when I engaged with it. So I'm just going to trust that like maybe I can do this and it'll be okay. There's still some things that I'm not great with, even when I can engage with that feeling when I'm high or like otherwise, but it has helped a lot. Like, like even in my relationships, like dealing with like conflict sometimes, like you know I'll kind of go there emotionally I'll be like no just start the conversation try to communicate where you're communicating worst comes to worst you stumble you figure it out you get it right and that has like I've actually seen that process improve for me or yeah trying things that I'm like scared of in terms of like going places or taking on opportunities or saying things or meeting people or whatever I feel like I don't have as much of a fear avoidance because I engage with that feeling a little bit when I'm high and I'm like, that's not too bad. And then I'm able to do it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But you get paranoid sometimes, eh? Yeah. I get, well, I feel like weed is always an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Especially, it's mostly uh, focusing when I'm high. Yeah. Not a... (laughs) Not it's a not meant for that, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, not meant for that, yeah. Um, but it's fine. It's, like, very relaxing. I like it way more than drinking. I would never drink again. Me too. And just get high, honestly. Well, drinking also makes you fucking sad, dude. Like, it, it makes you sad, and the next day you just feel like absolute garbage. Yeah. I'm getting old. Listen, yeah. I know 25 is not old, but I feel it when I'm hungover now, and I can't do it it's not worth it anymore and getting high you can literally like smoke a joint and then not be high in two hours and that is wonderful Mm -hmm. i love that like a baby yeah yeah just yeah so anyways i find it mostly very relaxing and then sometimes it's not that i get paranoid it's that the intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. get really bad but now that i'm in therapy and i know when to identify an intrusive thought i've noticed i've also kind of been able to identify them while high Mm. and while they're like extra scary when you're like feeling all free and loose and whatever (laughs) free and loose sure grandpa (laughs) yeah 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 fuck you are getting but like (laughs) free and loose (laughs) if we ever make merch the first shirt we're making free and loose just scabby doing this I'm gonna write that down. Oh my god. Continue. <laughs> you write it down as if we're not, we don't have digital recording Listen, of it. Um, we will forget the <laughs> digital record. You act like we're gonna. No, you're right. You're right. Um, anyways, yeah, it can sometimes make the intrusive thoughts worse. I think because my mind is just so, like, I don't know. I get, like, a lot of intrusive thoughts related to certain things that have happened to me, like mm-hmm. trauma related things. And. Um, it's hard to not engage in those compulsions when I'm high because, um, I don't know, I don't really have, like, full cognitive function. So it's hard for me to convince myself that that's not real. Whereas, like, when I'm sober, if I have that thought, I can say no and I will shut down the compulsion before I start to, like, think of all the worst-case scenarios and how I can save myself from that situation. Um... But when I'm high, I don't necessarily have that ability, but I've been getting better. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen always, so mm-hmm. I would still say it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you still do it, so I assume that you just... And that, like, another thing, too, I mean, while you were talking, I guess it just made me think of, like, sometimes, like, it could go either way, right? Of, like, it gets really bad and that actually scares you and it's, like, not a good experience. But other times, I feel like it also at least for me, like, reminds me that I'm capable of, like, handling the bad moment and, like, I still get through it on the other side. Like, even if I have a bad trip or a bad high or something, which, like, doesn't happen as much 
anymore. I think it's only happened a couple times, but like even those couple times, I was able to be like, oh, I got myself through to the other side, and that did its own kind of thing for me. But I mean, not to say that it's like you feel the same way, but just yeah, I don't know that I've ever felt that. Um, but maybe that's a better way to look at it. I don't know. I mean, because the problem is, I have like I'll have thoughts, and then, um. lost it <laughs> it's, it's funny that you lost it as you said I'll have thoughts which ones are they there <laughs> no knock knock anyone home <laughs> no the guinea pigs in the rain the tiktok I sent you of the two we'll link it there's these two guinea pigs in the rain they're just watching the rain like blank stairs I was like those are our brain cells combined <laughs> sorry to you yeah no I'm done I can't remember um, um I'll say that one time that I had a really bad trip on shrooms and literally only because I mixed shit like I just shouldn't have but I was I smoked a little bit of a J just to like come down from the shroom high but I smoked too much of it mm. you smoke a little bit of it it's good because it'll actually like bring you down lightly but like otherwise it's like I've lost my mind dude I felt like I was high for the first time in my entire life because I was like this is, like, here. Like, all other highs have been, like, yeah. here. And this one is, like, through the roof. And it was essentially just me sitting in a room being, like... And I was with my friends, my, like, childhood friends. Like, people who I love and know love me and have always been around me. But I remember being, like, oh, my God, everybody in this room, I think, hates me. Like, do they like me? Like, I wonder if they hate me. And something they tell you about shrooms where you take it is, like, it's very, like, it'll give you insight on something that's kind of like hidden beneath the surface that you usually wouldn't engage with in a way that's like more intense than weed because weed is still kind of like light to an extent um but this like shrooms are like proper like psychedelic and so I feel like when that feeling came on I remember being really scared and being like this is the thing that's like hidden beneath the surface like I don't feel this way but actually I think I really did feel that way because then now this year that I've been like really figuring some shit out and releasing it in like a way that I've never been able to release release it so well in my life yeah I've been able to release it because I've been able to be like this fear that I have is not rooted in any reality of these people around me like they like me I know they like me I know they love me I know that it's like all great and it's just coming from this like other place of like whatever fucking I guess child everything's childhood right so it's like it's coming from this like deep-seated place and I need to learn how to like relinquish this because if I don't then I'm attributing it to people in context where it doesn't actually exist like it's not yeah there I don't truly believe that these people don't like me it's just my default like insecurity or fear your core belief my core fucking belief dude yo speaking of core beliefs can I just I Do you have a core belief list I have on your phone core I have belief. that too pull it up <laughs> you're recording on my phone you can, can I use it at yeah, the same yeah. time you can use it at the same time oh perfect my core beliefs man I'd like to say, like, genuinely, I'm not kidding. Like, I turned 24 and my life turned upside down. I think I have healed and relinquished so much in the last few months that, like, obviously it was a long time coming. It's not like I just woke up one day and it was, like, off my shoulders. But I think finally, like, once I had my little aha moment, it helped a lot. Okay. Core beliefs. And I'll say that what I... So this list used to be just the core beliefs. And then, how much I fucking, I mean, oh my god. It used to be core beliefs. I just literally hit myself in the face with a pencil. I used to have it as just my core beliefs. And then when I had my little aha moment epiphany, that same night, literally 4.06 a.m., mm-hmm. that same night, I went in and I wrote out everything that I was like, that I was like, now I know better. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this whole thing is just everything I know better. But before it used to be just bullet points. So for example, one of the ones that I had was other people can't be trusted. They can't even handle their own problems. How are they going to handle mine? And then off of it, I wrote like, no, they can, they prove to you that they can. You've seen that they can like all you can handle other people. So why can't they handle theirs? And it was like all being able to, for the first time in my life being like, I actually don't believe that anymore. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I... I might read it. <laughs> you don't have to read them. I can read them, but... Um, 
yeah, one of like the next one is I am not enough, right? So unoriginal. Unor- That's uh, mine. It's unoriginal. No, like I'm not good at anything. Yeah, seriously, guys, we're all we all feel fundamentally unlovable. Let's move past it. Like it's everybody. And then so, um, I need to fill every other person's need to feel valuable. Like I am offering some good. I will only really feel valuable when I'm meeting my own needs. And this is me, like, reframing it. I will only really feel valu- feel valuable when I'm meeting my own needs because I am recognizing that I deserve to be fulfilled. If you are constantly taking away from yourself because you think you don't need as much as other people, you're telling yourself and other people that you're inherently less valuable, and that's not true. Like, do you mean? 4.06 a.m. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I have no one can take care of me. Um, I've spent so long not needing anything that I don't even know what I need. I have some ideas about what I want. I don't know how to ask for anything because I don't know what someone else could do to make me feel cared for. I have ideas, but no solid vision. And then I need to investigate this further. You know what I mean? Like kind of being like, fine, I get it. Now let's figure out like what I want to ask for. Like this is shit that like never in my life did I think that I would ever arrive at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm a bad person who hurts other people and I don't deserve forgiveness. Like, do you know what I mean? Who? What? Like, I literally, yeah, that's one of mine too. And yeah, I've got like one that I think I don't ahead. think you touched on. Um, yeah. I can't be re- respected unless I'm achieving something. Like I base my worth on my success, and if I'm not successful, I'm not lovable. Yeah, that was um, yeah, which I think ties into a lot of like my childhood and the perfectionism yes, yes. issues and like yeah. all of the stuff that I had growing up. But that I think is a huge thing that like has definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, like affected every decision that I've made mm-hmm. and if I'm being honest probably affect is part of the reason why I'm as ambitious as I am I mean I do want things and I want to achieve them for myself which has taken me a long time to get there but I do think like a lot of it has just been because I want I need I need to feel successful to be to feel lovable Mm -hmm. and I think I've like worked on that a lot over the years and now I'm like no I just want I want to make movies and I want to do these things and I've come to a point where I'm like if that doesn't happen that's okay Mm -hmm. like I will be okay and you know like I'm gonna make a good life for myself I have great friends. I have, like, a great partner who I love. I have a cat. I have a family who cares about me. Like, I have literally everything that I could ask for. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get that one thing, it's literally not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So it's taken me a long long time to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I completely agree. And, like, these are things that I feel like, obviously, we didn't, like, roll out being, like, we know this now. It's, like, literally two years. But I know. That's the beauty of it, that, like, it took years sure but we got there and I feel like that is so hard sometimes when you're in the thick of it to be like fuck like I'm never gonna get there like it's always gonna be like this I'm always gonna feel like this but then you know sometimes on May 24th at 4.06am you wake up and you're like I know the answer to everything I literally was like I see so clearly now and I feel like that clarity is something that like obviously didn't happen overnight yeah or I guess it did yeah. on May 24th. I think for you it happened very overnight. I think for me it was a little more gradual. I think the epiphany was all in one night, literally. But the it was only able to happen in one night because I had hit like a breaking point And I had had so many conversations over the years at that point And so many therapy sessions with so many therapists where I was like, it finally everything they had all repeated seven million times, I heard for the yeah. first time. Like, it's not like people weren't saying this. It's not like people weren't, like, explaining this to me. It's just that, like, I didn't hear it till I heard it. And I don't know what that was. But, yeah. I I mean, no, I do know what it was. I think it was, like, going through the breakup and just mm-hmm. being, like, fuck-wise, like, every single thing that I try to do, like, not hitting the mark and being, like, oh, because you're not, you're not thinking. You're just doing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> big brain before I and, brain. but honestly literally ever since even just like that even since May like I feel like it's made a big difference I've noticed I, a change right yeah. because I don't do things anymore so centered around like I need to always serve other people so yeah. that they'll love me I'm like they already do they're here they like you, yeah. they, you know, like what else is there relinquish that fear a little bit like take that off your shoulders and now what would you do if you didn't care about like people sticking around or like loving you or wanting to be around you like what would you just do for yourself 
And everything I've done so far, if anything, it's brought people closer to me because yeah. they're like, you're doing good. Yeah. Like, you're self-sufficient. Like, you're, you don't need my approval or, you're like, anything. Even though I didn't really ask for it, I think maybe just, like, in a confidence kind of way, it shows more that, like, I don't really need anybody to, like, sign off on every single thing that I decide Yeah. anymore. That's great. <sighs> Thanks, man. It is, guys. You hit 24 and your life changed. <laughs> 23 is such a rough oh. year. I cannot with 23. 23? Although, You're obviously. like in an awkward, like, still you in your early 20s and... Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're out yeah. of university and obviously not everybody in their early 20s goes to university, but I don't know. You're in this in-between point where you're out of school, you're kind of working, mm-hmm. but you're not really an mm-hmm. adult. Not that I am at like twenty four point nine seven, you know, but <laughs> nine seven. Yeah. Quick math. But like I don't know, there's something about twenty three. Literally awful. The, yeah. I think what it is is it's really just it's the year after you graduate and you really yeah. I mean for a lot of people, obviously not everyone also goes yeah. and does like the four year college university, or whatever, but for a lot of people, I think 23 is just that, like, in-betweener year, mm-hmm. and it feels really weird to navigate at first yeah. with, like, finding, like, friends outside of school, figuring out yeah. your job, whatever, having, like, your own resources and identity and, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just very pivotal, I think. It was, like, okay, but now being on the other side of it, I'm like, no, this is better. But I could have never gotten here if I didn't, like, if I wasn't her, I wouldn't be here. So I feel like it's obviously, like, everything is, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Was it you that I was having the conversation with, like, a few weeks ago, I think, where it was, like, if you were given, like, $10 million, would you, or, like, even more, whatever, it was you, would you relive your teens? Oh... And you what said yes. Say? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. Only because I liked my teen years. I don't think, like, there, I was, there were a lot of stressful things. There were a lot of hard things. I don't think I, like, today would ever choose to be my teen self. But if I just had to do it all over again and I still get to move forward, then I think it would be fine. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Tell us more. I'm not sure, like, any amount of money would make me want to go back to that. Just because, like... I don't know if I would want to, but, like, if you give me money, I'd Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I guess. Like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, had so much growing to do and so much pain to go through and that sounds so dramatic. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, like, you I'm know. a triple fire sign. What no, it's fair. <laughs> Me, like, or it's being like, I can figure it out. I can figure it out. I, I'm resourceful and I can figure it out. And if the and worst comes like, to worst, I repress and I plow through. Like, come on. Seriously. Yeah, no. Please. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I did not know I was queer. I did not know I was a lesbian. Like, it just took so oh, long to get true. to this point. And I didn't, like, there's so much, like, mental health issues that I learned, like, way too late. And I would not have to want to have to go through that all over again. And I don't know. What I would, what I would never go through, well, I mean, I guess I would if I'm signing up for the high school thing, is I would want to do university again. Really? Yeah. Which I guess I don't have a choice if I'm really, but no, if I could do 14 to 18 in this scenario, I do 14 to 18 and I skip back to 24, I do that. But I wouldn't want to redo my university years because I felt more that way about my university years. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through some shit. I was, like, definitely, like, one of the two of the lowest points of my life, <laughs> two years apart. Yeah. Like, it really was, like, where I picked up some serious shit along the way. And then, ha- I mean, it was not good, but, like, it, it informed what I'm able to, like, know now about myself. But, oh, my God. Yeah. That shit was rough. Like. Yeah. I mean, I liked university. I would never want to redo first year, but oh, like yeah. second to fourth, fine. Was first year just like terrible for everybody? Oh, I hated Absolutely first year. awful. First year was so bad. Yeah. For me, my first year and my third year were god awful. Fourth year was actually not great either. <laughs> so you had one good year. I kind of did. 
Do you know why? Because in third year... Oh, was it second year? No, it was third year. In third year, I met one of my exes who was, like, actually was, like, the worst influence on me. Like, terrible, terrible, terrible influence. And, like, obviously I was involved in that, too. Like, it's, like, I technically had a choice to leave, but, like, I wouldn't have. Not, especially not with her personality. Her personality was very, like, I don't know intense which full circle back to what i learned this week of being like i like silly people yeah i don't like these intense people the way that i always thought like oh you're sexy and mysterious and whatever i think truly what like makes me crush on people or what i think is like i admire in them or like what i'm like attracted to is like this like offbeatness yeah that i prefer more because i find it like to me that signals a sense of like self-knowledge and like self-worth yeah that i find very attractive yes oh my god can i show you this video friend <laughs> show it to me it's the cutest thing i have ever seen <laughs> Wait, this I love a good commitment also to the bit. Like, I know. you need to commit to the bit. She used to watch it like 7 million times before. <laughs> that's so cute. Oh. See, that's the shit that I mean. It's just like. I know. I like when people are themselves. I like that in me. I like that in other people. I think that's the that's the mature whatever epiphany. Yes, I be think that's yourself. Great. Yeah, yeah, be yourself. Be with people who are themselves. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying though because like all the cliches, they're all true, but you don't really get it until you get it. You know, like whatever. Authenticity is the key to happiness. Yeah. Like money doesn't buy. It. Like I mean, but that one's like there's a caveat there, but also like. All these things that people always say, like, it's better to be known than to be adored, right? Yeah. Like, love is being understood. Like, all these cliches that you're like, fuck off respectfully. Like, I don't want to hear it. It's so cheesy. It's so lame. But, like, it's true. Yeah. And then it's extra stupid because you're like, you mean the shit I've been seeing on Hallmark cards my whole life is the key to my everything? Like, mental Like, that's... The answer, the shit I was reading in, like, inspirational and quotes on, like, We Heart It in 2012, like, <gasps> you got the to live, be laugh, love kidding me. It's actually, though, live, laugh, love. Live, the laugh, way love. that that <laughs> resonates with me now is so aggravating <laughs> that I actually want to scream, but I won't, but it's aggravating. Yeah. You're telling me be who you are is the key to everything. You're telling me. Yeah. And we say all of this, but like anybody who's listening who is like rolling their eyes. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. I would too. um, It's, you know, like at a certain point it's going to click. Yeah. And like, (laughs) but by all means, continue to roll your eyes. Yeah. This sounds just as stupid. And what clicks for everybody is totally different. I, I think, know. like, for example, I hate this question that's, like, if you were going to, like, go back and tell your younger self something, what would you say? Nothing I would have said would have made that I bitch know. do anything different. Are you joking? Like, if anything, I would have, like, dug my heels more into the ground. Oh, my God. If I went like, back and I told, like, <laughs> let's say 15-year-old me, like, yeah, Gabby, you're a lesbian. Punch you in the face. I'd be like, what the fuck? No. And then I'd go to, like, simp over my Emma Watson pictures, you know? I'd be, like, go fighting with, like, the other boys in the 10th grade, being like, who would marry Emma Watson, me or you? And I'd be like, me, obviously, because why the fuck would she want to be with you? And I'd be like, no, obviously I'm not a lesbian. My favorite part about this particular story is you initiated this conversation. (laughs) You marched up to these, like, unassuming boys, just, like, minding their own business. You were like... Hey, like, hey, yo, if you and me, like, the kid's like, I don't even fucking know who that, like, I don't care, like, and you're, like, gun to your head. Like. Yeah, well, because they would always be, like, me, obviously, Emma Watson likes boys, and right. I was like, okay, first of all, wrong, I have God, way much more yeah. of a personality than you do, so obviously she would go for me. This is, like, also in, confidence. in a nutshell, this is heterosexuality, thinking that just because, because you're a man... That, like, she'll go for you? Like, no. Sorry, she doesn't want to go for your, like, crusty-ass, yeah. like... 
That's literally how they operate in the world, though. I feel like a lot of men are just like, well, by numbers, I have to end up with somebody. There has to be a straight woman in the world who is at the end of her rope and who will go for me. They're literally just playing a numbers game, like just the the odds. Yeah. And the way that it works, too, this is why I need women to start exploring their sexuality more. Because I'm like, yeah, you know. Honestly, and men. And yeah, everybody across the board, every single person. Because operating just off of, like, well, one day I'm just going to, like, somebody's going to come find me and we're just going to get married because that's what everybody does. Yeah. Doesn't even sound remotely fulfilling. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Yeah. And, Kate, can we talk? So, I don't know if you get these TikToks. I get these TikToks that are, like, Reddit posts that, like, an alien is, like, reading or, like, the TikTok automated voice. And so many of them are, like, oh, I found out my husband of seven years sent out an email to his, like, first love the mm-hmm. night before we got married mm-hmm. and, like, was confessing his love for her and how he was so sorry he wasn't ready to marry her when she wanted to. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, the amount of men who can't get over the first person they were in love with, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that is ridiculous mm-hmm. to me. Like, do some self-reflection. Go to therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, take some fucking time and get over it. You screwed that one up, probably. Mm-hmm. And even if you didn't, I just find it kind of unbelievable yeah. how so many men are just so, like, fixated on their first love mm-hmm. that they, like, completely fuck over mm-hmm. other women mm-hmm. and, like, new people in their lives. And to me, that's fucking astounding. I'm like, mm-hmm. take a walk. Like, I don't know. Do something mm-hmm. to change that. Why are you pining over this relationship that's over? Yeah. When you could do take steps to heal and learn mm-hmm. and grow from that experience, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, fucking wild to me. As a seasoned vet of of will not let go of first love also, I feel like this is so <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I completely no. Well, I feel like now I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. four months of transformation that I've low-key kind of had, didn't have, I don't know, whatever. But, like, I feel like one of those things that you really need to, like, accept is just, like, you cannot keep getting into new relationships to distract yourself from mm. the yeah. hard feeling you're not dealing with. Yeah. Like, you actually, only way out is through. You actually have to engage with, like, the pain of the loss or, like, whatever you think it is. Yeah. That will let you move past it. And this is... I get a lot of TikToks about people being like, your lesbian first love is going to, like, emotionally wreck you. And it's like, if we all are saying this thing and we all agree with it, why would you want to be with a person who emotionally wrecked you? Like, Or a situation, like, even if it doesn't have to do with the person themselves, a lot of the times it can be, like, circumstance or whatever else. Like, sorry, this is going to distract me. Yeah. Um, Like, you... And it did. It did distract me. <laughs> you were talking about lesbian first love. Right, 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 right. If it emotionally wrecks you, even if it's not the person, but it's, like, the situation, why would you want to re-engage with, like, a person or a situation that emotionally wrecked you? And, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, again, again, been there, done that. I kept re-engaging because I think there's a sense of, like, comfort or nostalgia or you're, you only remember, like, all the nice little sweet parts and you're, like, romanticizing all the hard parts. But if it actually, to this day, is still causing you, like, emotional turmoil, dude, it's not it. Yeah. Like, and that was one of those things that, like, I think as soon as I was, like, love is not pain, actually, then I was able to, like, let go of it a little bit more. And I think I also had to have, like, a dramatic little moment. Like, that email, for example, whatever, that being, like, you need this dramatic moment, have that 10 years ago. Yeah. Get it out of your system. Yeah. So that by the time the night before your wedding comes, like you're not feeling you've that done way. it. You've dealt with it. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine proposing to someone, no. getting to the point where you're at the night before your wedding and then like sending that email to your Yeah, it's too much. Ex. Like that is so disrespectful. Yeah. And so like I don't understand how you could let yourself get to that point. Yeah. Also Dare I say, the email doesn't even need to be sent. That's not the part you it's, care about. It's the, emo- like, the feeling yes. t- behind it. You don't think in that moment. I have a really hard time believing that anyone thinks in that moment that, like, oh, we're going to, like, get back together. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. You don't believe that. Yeah. You just want to, like, get that feeling out. But it's, like, you don't need to get that feeling out in an email the night before your wedding. You can get that feeling out in a million other ways 
years before when yeah. you're not in a relationship so that by the time mm, you were just died oh you're in a relationship you're not pining over your first love like once you get the feeling out then you don't it doesn't have to be like night before your wedding and you're getting all this shit out now just like get it out years before and truly one of the standards that like even i am holding myself to now is like i really don't think i will let myself like get into any kind of serious committed relationship unless I feel like I've really gotten this shit like out of my system yeah. which honestly I feel like I kind of lucky have a lot but whatever even if there's like a residual amount or like whatever I need to work through like I refuse now to even yeah rehash it and you don't know what you don't know but then once you know it it's your responsibility to like deal with it yeah I think you said that really well thank you I <laughs> I really didn't know I had that in me. I was like, clearly, I'm. that's been simmering in there for a hot minute. Yeah. But I, I feel it every time I see the videos that are like, you're never going to get over your first love. It's going to emotionally damage you. Like, yeah, it might. It could. It will for a lot of you. But mm-hmm. remember that. And then yeah. also remember that, like, love is not pain. Yeah. I uh, should also mention we're continuing the podcast here yeah. on out without any video. So if you're yeah. watching this on YouTube, so sorry. Uh, camera died. Nothing we can really do about that. And oh. also it'll take like forever to charge. So we're just going to continue this um, as we have light. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we're almost done anyway. So can just I plow on through. also say if you're watching this on YouTube and you made it this far, DM me right now. I'll send you a $25 gift card. Like, uh, what the fuck? And thank you for yeah. being here. <laughs> DM Mafum, not me, because I won't send you a $25 yeah. gift card. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'll only send it to one of you. I'm not going to, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't have money like that, but DM it to me. I'll send you, I'll send the first person a single $25 gift card to any place of your choice. Yeah. Should we do Song of the Week? Yeah, let's do Song of the Week. Mine is the one that I sent you today. Okay. This is, it's Moth by Dua Sala, and um, they were in Sex Education. You probably saw them if you watched the show. Oh my god, I totally know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Such a good song. So good. M, capital O, T-H, Dua Sala. It's literally musical genius. Their brain is unmatched, and their artistry is incredible so that's mine and i'm gonna add it to playlist playlist right i think i did yeah what's yours um mine this week would have to be like a song off of the maggie rogers album because i've been listening to that nonstop. um i think i'm gonna have to go with like horses which was out before the album came out but and like i love the album i think be cool is also a really good song and like begging for rain is really good but horses i don't know it just has it has like a hold on i don't even like relate to it (laughs) personally but it's just like (laughs) it's just such a good song like it's so powerful and uh, to be honest i've never been like a person that like fully invests in lyrics and stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like i like the vibe more Mm -hmm. of songs and like I don't know melodies and all that stuff like I get into way more than and horses is just so good so good that's actually so funny you say that because when you played horses for me literally also heard it for the first time walking on the Chelsea fucking high line like it was a transcendental experience it's the word. so good yeah, I transcended sure. but the lyric I actually resonated with a lot because it's literally like what is it like I see horses, horses running wild and free, free. I could feel like that for just a minute that to would me, you come with me or would you give something something? Oh. Would you come with me or would you give in? Oh, okay. That part, I don't know. But the the basically just being like, I want to feel that free. I want to like relinquish yeah, this like, that part fear I re- and go yeah, like, yeah. 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 That for that. me was major to be like, yeah. fuck yeah. Like seriously, like I feel like I'm in this part of my life where I'm like just letting go of some stupid fears, you know. And yeah. I say stupid fears, whatever. All the disclaimers. No fear is like really stupid, but like it's my own. So I guess it's stupid. Yeah. But I think like... I mean, I think the song is specifically, like, Maggie wrote it specifically about, like, relinquishing those fears in regards to, like, her and maybe an ex or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Or a current partner or something. But I feel like it can extend to friendships and literally everything. Like, are you going to, like, move forward with me in this? And um, are we going to, like, I don't know, 
like overcome all of these things and like be our most authentic selves together or am I just kind of have to do that by myself mm-hmm. um. whoa <laughs> yeah no I literally I'll claim horse girl identity just for the song yeah I'm like wow I know that's good just for that's that one thing yeah and for song it's really good the new album in general very good yeah very good and I think that's the end of first official pod. I think so too. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Look at we're literally <laughs> we're such Leo placements. Look we're like looking at each other like we're so good at this. We're so, so talented. amazing. This is incredible. Well, it's the took best us, thing like, that anyone's third ever heard. The job. Yeah. Listen, that's why they cliches, as we've established, <laughs> are true. Cliches God, I need cliches to start for walking. a reason. I seriously need to start walking through like the a cheesy part of home sense and like all through hallmark and just being like this buy is the therapy art. like <laughs> why am i paying 150 dollars i need to buy seven of these greeting cards yeah these are and just put them up in my room till they click yeah okay well so. thanks for joining um see you next time any parting words i don't think so okay work i think i've said all my words of wisdom wow we did truly okay Talk soon. Bye. Bye.